Good evening, everybody. We're on the Suffolk Ram. Skazius. Welcome to episode 212. Yes, it is 212. <gasps> of the Randers podcast. Hope we're all well and happy and hearty and bouncing around like a newborn lamb. Is that the season? I, I bounce around <laughs> like a newborn lamb that's got a broken leg. Um, so... Is that... Wait, that's not... That's not... No. Do they still bounce? No, they don't bounce around with a broken leg. I was going to say, do they still bounce around if they've got broken legs? They, they might do. So they've, got, they've got three legs. They've still got three legs, haven't they? Yeah, but that... I, no, I just have... No, that was really bad. My brain just went... Hurt, literally just jumps. Oh, look, it just fell over. Well, funny you say it today. We had to move uh, around today. And um, where the little... So basically, the ram is currently with all his girls. The girls are just like giving, having lambs soon. And it's all good to have a ram around with the lambs because the ram may kill the lambs. Yes. So we decided to move the ram out. And where they are, you can get a tray to it, but it's a bit of a faff. It takes quite a while to reverse it because it's quite tight. And it's round a corner, you know, virtually 90 degree reverse, quite tight. So it takes about, even the, uh, even the, the boss who's very skilled at reversing a trailer, it takes about six attempts to get in there. And I had the trailer on my car today, so I had to do about 30 attempts, if that. Probably twice as many as that. Um, so I said, well, I've got this thing called a hot, it's called a halter. Basically, it's a little, looks a bit like a, it's like a bridle. You know, like a bridle sort of halter you have on horses. It's, it's, but it's, you can use it on other animals. I said, why don't we just grab the ram, put that around his head, and then we'll just take him across to where we want to him by head. He's only literally, literally, that's the thing. It was literally going to, he's going to be moved about 10 meters. So, but it was open. So it had to either go or train us. So I said, let's just put the halter on. Let's just take him over there. So, catch him put the halter on him start walking across we get as far as his new pen the round size no i'm fed up with this he has a hissy fit and he flings himself on the ground just lays inside the ground looking dead hmm. just 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 lays it down he's just and he's got his eye over he's just staring at you like fuck off he's basically what you're staring saying go away i'm not happy with this <laughs> he's protesting like a child well as he's doing this, at that moment, he's thrown himself on the ground just laying there. The boss's daughter, who technically these are her sheep, she's about 11, 12, these are her sheep technically, she comes out, sees this ram just lying on the ground and goes, uh -oh. what have you done to my sheep? Is he dead? It's like, no, no, he's having a hissy fit. Um, so <laughs> we eventually... With a bit of coercion, he's doing a fantastic job pretending to be dead. A bit of coercion, he managed to get him to stand up again. And he didn't went to the end, gone to his pen, took off his halter. Then he was he was sort of happy, but he wasn't happy he was no longer with his girls. Hmm. As as you wouldn't be. So hmm. yeah, so so yeah, I, I, I had a defiant ram here today. And it wasn't me, I wasn't a defiant ram. I was gonna say uh, yeah, but that's not the same as having a broken leg, that's just having a paddy. <laughs> Well, no. Luckily, I've only I I I've only known. Um, oh, which one? I've only known one case where I know a lamb's broke its leg, and that was thanks to some animal. Ironically, some animal care students who were putting the lamb back into its pen, and one of the because of the pens have got bars, and they put the ram in and weren't paying attention, and the ram's leg went between two of the bars. Oh. Yeah, luckily, being the fact that it's a it's a it's a baby animal, they heal quick. Bless so it, though. I know. Um, so they had to 
luckily, being as animal care students, they knew how to splint it. So they splinted it all up and right person to well, fuck up, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like yeah, you know, it's like it's like falling out. It's like it's like it's it's the equivalent of a doctor tripping you up in a hospital. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right place to do it. Yeah. Oh shit, sorry about that, but I'll go fit let me fix your ankle. I was about to say the like near enough the exact same thing. It's just like it's <laughs> called us over to outside of the James Paget. Although Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the boar had me today. Oh, did he? Did you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> Not in that way, unfortunately. <laughs> he didn't. No, no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> No, not 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 doing daylight hours anyway. I guess um, that's a tad sore, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's why I'm sitting down. I'm sitting on a cushion at the moment. You're saying no wonder um, in high spirits, <laughs> a bit pink in the face. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know, you got the, the pork kebab got in there and sorted out. So um, no, I was, had the trailer on, driving through the field where all the the sales was, moving one of the sales out of the top field. And he'd come over, and he's a very—he's—he's a, he's a lovely little boy. Well, I say little; he's huge, but he's—he's um, he's very friendly, and he loves to go. And he come over, and he decides to scratch himself on the trailer. So he sits there, and he's rubbing himself on the trailer, going uh, 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 against the trailer with his back, mm. rubbing up and down. Mm. And I walk up to him, say, "Come on, you, I need to open the trailer up. You're in the way." I start to walk between, so sort of like try and push him away from the trailer, and then he starts rubbing himself up against his side, up against me, going. They're like, you know how a dog comes and sort of will rub itself against your cat, will come yeah, rub itself yeah, against yeah. you. Like that, but it's a giant boar. And he's doing against me. Uh, it's like, come on, get out of the way. So I start to walk around the side, the front, the back of the trailer, and there's a gap. Because the wheels on the trailer are in the middle. Mm. So the end of the trailer is like a gap underneath it. And at this point, he's like, the, like really sort of, like, sort of leaning back and sort of body slam back in to like, like re scratch. And in doing so, he put he he pushes both my legs under the trailer, and me with it, obviously, because my legs didn't detach. Uh, <laughs> and so I got I go, I go to half push underneath the trailer and thrown to the ground. And say, then he, detachable and then legs, he, mate. Sometimes there are bonuses to being disabled. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then bless him. After he'd done that, and I went, "Oh, dude!" He turned round. He looked at me. He was like, and he came. I was like. Hey, you're all right. <laughs> what are you doing down there, mate? <laughs> what are you doing down there? That's a safe place to be. You'll get trotted on down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's all snouts like, you're all right. So I got up and again, luckily, because he's a stocky piece, I just actually put my arm on his and just use him as a as a, as a stand, basically, lift myself back up. Probably thinking but to yes. himself, yeah, mate, I helped. <laughs> yeah, I helped. Uh, I'm helpful. But yeah, so thank, thank, thanks to him, I've pulled my whole left-hand side of my back and also my that ankle was really hurting so it's not hurting so much now it's still and it's still the white color it hasn't gone it hasn't changed color so that's a good so we, we don't have to take you to the to the old uh, to the practice and whatever students to get you patched up then eh yeah yeah <laughs> the, the, the animal care students that have to look after me now so <laughs> man um, ram's broken fix him <laughs> yeah, yeah what happened he got bored <laughs> <laughs> it's like well done well done dude good boy good boy so it's like, right side to go to the boss. And, and, it was, and the thing is, it wasn't his fault. That was me not paying attention to what I was doing. And he was just having a scratch on the trailer. And I just got between him and the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I put myself, hey, so it wasn't his fault. It was my fault for not, for being a bit impatient, not waiting for him to finish scratching his back. Walking on a farm's dangerous. Remember. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And 
Uh, and we have, I've always said with animals, you've got to be, you can, you can never trust animals. They won't necessarily mean to hurt you, but they can hurt you. Oh yeah. And you have to be paying attention. And I, that was a, that was a perfect example of letting, letting your attention slip and getting injured for it. Ever vigilant, son. Ever vigilant, and it's just, you, and it's, it's how you every year people get killed by unfortunately. Animals unfortunately. And most and nine times out of ten, the animals just do what it does anyway. It's not got aggressive. It's not. It's not think, well, there, let's be fair. You're just a wee meat sack. Yeah, compared and to a say, big ass heavy boar, you're nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, as I say to people, we have people come like work experience people and stuff. I said they, particularly pigs, cows, they don't understand that you're not like them. Oh, yeah, of course not. So when a cow sort of like swings its head at you, it's not thinking, I'm bigger and heavier, I can really hurt you. It's thinking, though, that's what I do to another cow. Yeah. And the other cow is not bothered by it. I'm just going to nudge it out of the way. Yeah, but unfortunately, nudging a human out of the way sends them flying. Yeah. So um, you have to, that's why you always, when you go in, you, 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 you can respect them, but you should never, ever fully trust them. Yeah, same as the sea. Um, you are insignificant yeah. to the sea. Yeah. Same with heavy machinery. Never be, never get complacent. Never get comfortable around heavy fucking machinery. Because it's the day uh, you get comfortable, it's the day you do something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly if it spins. Yeah. <laughs> How, I, I, have you seen the video of the, the guy in the lathe? Mm. I won't, it's not it's not pleasant. It's um a, you know a big industrial lathe. Mm-hmm. And the guy is um, is running. So it's being industrial beer kit. So it's about probably about two or three meters long. Mm. Huge beer kit. Obviously spinning round, and the guy leans over it, and it catches his. He's wearing some loose clothing. It catches his loose clothing. He gets flung, He gets caught, flung round. He then stops as he's jammed into it. Mm. Right. And then about three or four seconds later, the power of the motor gets it takes over and it's on off torque and it just carries on. Oh yeah, and sure. He, and he and he just gets well. There's photos of it afterwards and it's basically nothing left. He just gets he's just caught. He's spun to pieces. Yeah, for sure. Literally. I mean, literally, it's, it's there gruesome. were there were grooves. Um, one of our this is like nothing anywhere near as as brutal. Um, but one of our um, design technology. Uh, teachers back in middle school he was hardcore on safety and he said he just remembers this one time um there was a, a young girl uh, working on i can't remember what it was another spinning device and she didn't have her hair up Oof. or she had it like a like a ponytail and it f- kind of flipped into the thing and as it spun her head went down it ripped all of her hair out, and she ended up with a, her face wasn't particularly. She got hurt, um, and it was bloody, and there was screaming, and it's like you just one second is all it takes. If not even that, and not you're even done. That. Tenth of a second, mm-hmm. not even that. Uh, it's 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 it goes when it goes wrong, goes wrong so quickly. Yeah, you don't know about it. you don't you probably don't. I doubt they even register what's happened i don't even register what's happened until well after it's happened oh god yeah of course and at, at the end of the day as well like they say oh yeah we've got these big red you know in, in the case of machinery we've got the big red panic buttons the stop buttons but fuck man that takes time to process 
And if someone else sees yeah. blood or something, that's going to take even longer for them to process to hit yeah. that damn button. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's... Um... Oh, man. <laughs> we don't... <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to break us. No. And we, we, talk, we say health and safety gone mad. In some cases, maybe. But there are reasons why we got to where we are. My opinion on health and safety, I don't think health and safety in general is mad at all. But I think health and safety is a fantastic scapegoat. If you want people doing things, you can tell them it's for health and safety reasons. Yeah. If it isn't, <laughs> you can tell them it's for health and safety reasons and that's why you want people doing them. Because people don't tend to argue. They'll go, health, bloody health and safety. Right? Oh, mate, do you know how many people I know that work on moving machinery or shit when it's plugged in? Yeah. Well, you know, well, sometimes, or, sometimes you have to. Or, well, yes, true. All safety regulations are written in blood. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, like the yeah. the only reason we have these things in place is because something has gone wrong beforehand. Yeah, that we didn't think of before. And also, people are fucking stupid. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, I read the the. Oh, I always get it, but I always get this wrong. Is the I A International Atomic Energy Authority, the IAEA? You can go on their website. They've got low, you can what they have reports on like any sort of like major incident. This and it's, and it's all about it's all about nuclear safety mm-hmm. or any sort of anything to do with radiation. It's not just nuclear. It's all anything that's radiological. And they have reports going back to like the ninety like nineties of accidents that have occurred and their like investigation reports and so reports. There's like three on there of people, like these big irradiation chambers where they like irradiate like food and stuff to like sterilize it, kill yeah. bacteria. There are examples of people who they know this is an array, they know it produces deadly radiation, but it gets a bit jammed about properly checking if everything's like, because there's like a safety mode, you can drop everything down to make it safe to go inside. Yeah. To unjam it. But properly checking, they just walk straight in there and get themselves irradiated. Yeah, because you don't think. Yeah, you? you don't think. Well, the thing is, safety is these all have like interlocks. They have, they have loads of safeties in place, but they've been bypassed. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, that's what I'm saying. It only takes. It yeah. doesn't take a lot for you to go. This is a bit inconvenient, and then you know, yeah. you you wedge a thing somewhere you probably shouldn't, or I can save a bit of time by doing it this way instead. And yeah. this, uh, when you do that, shit, you don't last long. You know, yeah. you really fear the old man in a in a job where you're supposed to die young, or where it's possible yeah. to die young. There's a adage which I know pilots like to say, but I think lots of industries say it as well. Um, they say there are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are no old bold pilots. Yeah, that's it. But I'm sure that could apply to lots of industries as well. Not yeah, that, that's basically the, the same thing I was saying, yeah. yeah. You know, um, if you fuck about, you don't get to be an old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Because, again, we are, we're using this machinery to do things we know we can't, we, we can't do it without it, and we are insignificant to the machine in yeah. the grand scheme. You know? And not like an animal, an animal might... Hurt you, then realize what it's done and back off. Machine can't do that. Machine doesn't know. Machine won't know. It'll just carry on its job. Yep. Whatever it is, it'll just keep carrying on. 
until it runs out of, until it runs out of power, whether that's an engine running out of full or someone switching the power off. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. just keep going. Yep. I, it don't care. Yep. So it's it, 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 but people trouble is trouble. The other the other sort of trouble of it is is that. There are lots of people who will do something that's dangerous and they'll get away with it. And they'll get away with it their entire life. And they'll retire of getting away with it all their lives. And there may be 20 people who are all doing the same dangerous thing who'll get away with it. But it's that one person who doesn't get away with it. Yeah. And people, those people will go, well, we don't need health and safety. Look, we're still here. We survived. Yeah, but one of you did die. Yeah. You know, that's not a great survival rate. Luck, yeah, luck doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah luck isn't something you can really quantify you can't go ah, i still got loads of that left you know keep going yeah that's fine that's fine yeah that happened that won't find this time yeah don't yeah. mean that'll happen next time if there's any level of luck in it don't fuck about no no absolutely right absolutely right so stay safe outside out there kids yeah <laughs> don't do what yeah. we do <laughs> And when people to bore you of health and safety gone mad, it's there for a fucking reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's just... Uh, Mate, the... It's, the... It's not, whatever costs, whatever time-saving thing you can do, ask yourself, is it worth me missing a leg? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, or uh, any limb. I will throw out there, <laughs> I know people who have died... Because some other fucker decided they were going to have a laugh. Yeah. And decided to cut a corner. Yeah. Don't do it. That's, in my view, so much worse is when you die because somebody else couldn't be bothered to do something. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's actually what, that's why I wouldn't like working in a big, in say a big factory or something. Mm. Is you can, Tag stuff out, you do what you like, but you can't be sure some chucklehead's going to come along and go, why is that tag down switched off? I'll just cut that that tag off it and mm-hmm. repower it mm-hmm. up. You don't, you could, and before you realise it, you're dead. Yeah. Because somebody else has decided to be an idiot. Yep. When, at least when you work with like a couple of people, mostly by yourself, you know everything you do is you're, you're fully in control of your own safety. Yeah. It's and your so it, responsibility. Yeah. You are not relying on someone yeah. else to do their job. Yeah, and that's actually why I wouldn't like working in a any sort of like big industrial site because I'm relying on somebody else. I could do everything right and still kill because somebody else is being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate, I've so, seen people get hurt there too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I've known people to get injured because of other people's stupidity, and. I say, if, if you do something stupid and you say you and you're the one who gets injured, well, you ain't got yourself to blame. Yeah. But if you do something stupid and kill somebody else, ask can you live with it. Yeah. If you find out because you decide to ignore the sign that says do not switch this back on, and you switched it back on because it was inconvenient you and someone dies, can you live with that? Don't skip checks either. They're there for no. a reason. Yeah. Lots of things are there for a reason. Don't cut corners. Just because you make it out, don't mean someone else will. No. On the flip side of that, the other side of the coin is the people making the checklists and assigning these things should be people who know the industry themselves and have worked in it. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I've I've had situations. I work in 
warehousing and so forth, we had something sent down that said, when you put pallets in your racking, your pallets should be flush with the front of the racking. No, that is completely incorrect. Your pallets should overhang the racking by about an inch. Mm -hmm. That is so when you go with your forklift, you're not at risk of striking. When you, when you pick a pallet up, you're not at risk, A, of pushing it a little bit. Sometimes when you go in, you also nudge the pallet a bit. Yep. If it's all the way flush, it could fall through. Mm -hmm. Or you could nudge it back a bit and as you lift up, catch the racking above it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a no. And that is a perfect case is the person who wrote that had obviously never used a forklift. Mm -hmm. And they thought that sounded a logical thing. I noticed within about three months it changed back to a bit overhanging like it should be. Yeah, sure. And that's what and you'll train that if and if you walk and if you walk in any anywhere that has industrial racking, any big shop, if you look up and look past you, they should all be slightly overhanging. Mm -hmm. And they're designed the, the racking's designed to be used that way. And let's be fair, it doesn't take a lot for a forklift to wreck that one of those racks. Oh no. You no, know? those 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 racks, all their strength is in compression. And now, yeah, and they they hold a lot of weight. So you cause something to buckle, that whole lot's coming down. Yeah. Those standard, what I call galvanized steel racks, they're about, they're about 2.7 meters wide. A shelf can hold about three ton. Mm -hmm. And normally you don't see more than, say, four shelves because the pallets get too small at that point. So you're probably looking, they've got, they're holding about four tons. They can hold that weight, but only in a downwards direction. Mm -hmm. All it takes, in fact, you could walk up to one of those with a sledgehammer. And smash one of those legs. If you deflect that leg in by even a few centimeters, that compromises the yeah, entire Yeah, the whole structure. thing's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it compromises the entire structure. If you do it like anywhere quite close to a foot, it's coming down. I was working in a cold store, mate, and we were working with tons and like tons of frozen food. Yeah. Right? Stacked, frankly, higher than it probably should have been. Right? Um, or it feels like it. Yeah. It was within regulation, but, you know, whatever. And a dude accidentally clips one of those shelves with his forklift and tons of shit the fucking the bottom buckled. Yeah. And you just watch the whole thing go down it came. Yeah. And, and what? thankfully, he, the dude, you know, the, the forklift had the, the whole thing over the top. Right, if someone had done that on a pallet truck, like a motorized pallet truck, and hit that thing, yeah. that'd have been fucking done, son. Yeah. Well, luckily those. So the other, well, two things that add to that. One, those racks have a habit because they all join together. When one goes, it tends to take everything else. Out oh yeah, sure, it. yeah, yeah. Like deck of cards, and also in the case of forklifts, the roller cages. Those roller cages are specifically. I got told this are specifically designed to take. They calculate. They can take the force, so obviously a forklift has a maximum height and a maximum lifting capacity. Mm -hmm. Those old cages are designed to handle something at its maximum lifting capacity falling from its maximum height. Break mm -hmm. down on top of it, and it will not go. However, at that point, it has to be replaced. Oh, yeah, like, of course, like, yeah. Like, like, like a motorcycle helmet. Once you've yeah. had a crash, it's replaced. Or like a seatbelt, yeah. Yeah. It's it's done its job and now it's replaced. Once it's had a good four... smack, that's compromised. Yeah. Or at least we're... it's something you don't risk. No, no. And we we've had we've had a forklift written off at work for somebody 
um, Axey nudged Racking and dropped a, pa a pallet of pallets on top of the forklift, and that buckled this roll cage, and that wrote the forklift off because they couldn't get a replacement roll cage for because it was so old. Yeah, sure. Um, but they they do. But when you see that, you go, that will should keep you safe. Yeah. Just uh, think about it. But just think, shit, I could have just died then. Yeah. Over something as simple as maybe just lightly tapping a, a rack. Yeah. Because yeah. the forklift ain't going to stop. That's just going to keep going. No. Same with the power yeah. truck. Yeah. Mario's power truck. That's just going to hit it, go. You're going to keep going. Yeah. And you've got to bear in mind, a forklift weighs a count of, and even a small forklift. A small forklift with a lift capacity of, say, 1.8 tonne weighs over three over three ton because they are counterbalanced they rely yeah, sure. on a counterbalanced weight to counter whatever they're lifting so they don't fall over which is a good thing you don't want to fall over so at three ton even at a low speed and when i do training with people and explain about forklift safety i irritate say any fight between you and a forklift even at two miles an hour if it hits you it's going to win Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the same way around it. You, you will lose in any... If you get a shot of this, you are going to get... The injured. soft, meaty thing. <laughs> the light, soft, meaty thing. <laughs> versus the machine. Yeah. You never win. But people don't... Because people, they, they're quite... they as, as a size, they're quite small. If you say something, that weighs more than twice your car... So, you know, some people don't believe because the car's like twice as big. Even mm. a small car's twice as big as in the footprint as a forklift. Mate, you see someone whip around the back end of a fucking forklift, you learn to get the fuck out of the way first. Yeah. Like well. you can you can almost see the fucking weight by the way that it moves. You can almost feel it. You don't have to fucking you know, you don't have to be <laughs> yeah. a physics major to understand that you're gonna get fucked up. Yeah. If that thing hits you. Yeah. Well, but again, because keep... because people don't die every day with them, you don't think about it. You think, oh, safe. No. That's safe. Yeah. Yeah. They're watching my back. You know, they're doing their job. Oh, yeah. Again, uh, and again, a nice self. Whenever it comes to machinery, farm machinery, fork, any sort of machinery, actually, mm. always assume they can't see you. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, on any piece of machinery, your field of view is less and more restricted than someone who's not in it. Of course. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, you... So, I never, ever approach a piece of machinery until you've got their attention first. Yeah. So, where it's a... Especially a forklift. We shouldn't approach a forklift anyway. Um, but like someone in a tractor, I will never approach a tractor unless I, I've, I've literally locked eyes the operator and sort of, like... Yeah, until you get acknowledgement, stay the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, they're so tall and things. One of the most common common causes of death on farms is by combine harvester. Mm -hmm. But not the way you think. They have on the back of these combine harvesters, they have what they call straw shredders. Yeah. Or like spinners or something similar on the back, which basically chops straw and so forth. A very common accident is... Somebody's going down and watching all the combine do its work, as you do. You watch to see how its combine makes sure it's okay. And obviously, occasionally, the combine will go and it'll hear a bit, and the drive will just automatically go into reverse, reverse a couple of feet, and off they go again, and so forth. 
a common accident, someone's watching it, decides to walk around the back of it while it's moving, and as I say, on the back of it, the driver just goes into reverse and you get and reverses the shredder straight into you. Yeah, game over, and man. That drive, and that driver won't know. Well, no, of course they won't know, because the fucking thing weighs yeah. a metric ass ton. You're just this yeah. squishy thing that's just caught up. Yeah. <laughs> you're got, you're, they might not even know until they've come back round, round again unless someone else sees it happen. Yeah. Yeah, you sure, know, of course, I've, yeah. We've had, I've, I've, I've heard, um, it's like, these are stories that have been told to me. Um, I don't know how true they are, because I'll see, you know, sometimes I think people, sometimes they people obviously will exaggerate things and so forth. But I've been told of situations where someone's literally, that's happened to them, like, beginning of the day, and so when they got to the end of the day going, where's so-and-so? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, because that'd be like, like running them over in a tank. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is a combine going to do to notify you that you've hit a squishy human being? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But people don't think, because, as, as I say, like, everyone assumes that everything is safe. They don't assume that they're in any kind of danger, even though they know it's a big wiring machine that isn't going to stop. If, mate, if, if you can stand there and it can keep going with you standing in front of it, yeah. you're fucking done, all right? Yeah. Don't, even, don't even prat about with it. No. Forklifts, pallet trucks cars whatever if that thing can roll freely just pretend it rolls freely and it ain't gonna stop if you're standing in front of it get the yep. fuck out of the way stay away from it yep never approach anything unless you know the driver knows you're there never get between two things that are moving mm -hmm. um you know never try and start something when you're stand when you're unless you're well out of clearance of it um, you know, just, just, there are so many ways that you can, I mean, I'll, uh, I, one near miss that I did have wasn't with a piece of home machine, it was with a Land Rover. And I, my, you remember my old Defender, don't you? My yeah, yeah. one That had no, that had no working handbrake. The handbrake didn't work. Um, so what I used to do was I used to park it in gear. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That will hold it. it. Won't go anywhere. In fact, love a lot of I know and you'll find that if you you're a lot of country people, they tend to park all their vehicles in gear because yeah. it won't go anywhere. And we're parked in gear. We're trying to get the back. The lights. When well, the lights were playing up, so we're trying to get the light working. And I said to somebody, "Oh, just turn the electrics on." Well, he turned the electrics on, but then he kept going and turned the starter on, which of course turned the engine over. Which turned the gearbox and it was in gear and this thing just jumped jumps back. forward. Well, we were behind it, it jumped oh, back. Oh shit, yeah, sure. We had a warp trace and it jumped back. And we all like we all and luckily as soon as it moved, he he let go of the started, it switched and it didn't started properly. But we were like, show well, what are you doing? Just, we said just put the electrics on. And I was like, oh sorry, I thought we wanted it started. Like oh. and but that realistically, that's that I put it down to my fault. Because I hadn't told him it was in gear. Because I just did it all the time, parts in yeah, gear. Yeah, don't perfect make assumptions. Perfect, perfect, perfect example of complacency. I always parked it in gear. I know it's in gear. So I wouldn't start it. So I'd always, and my habit is I go in the vehicle, take it out of gear before I start it. Yeah. Which is a habit I then get into every but other But if vehicle. other people assume that it's in neutral, they don't, you know, like for well, me, I would exactly. always check before I, I've always got my, my you know, if, on a motorcycle, I've always got my hand on the clutch. Always feathering yeah, well, that clutch. Always on the clutch. 
if ever you are you you probably you may probably wouldn't notice if ever you see me get in a car again the first thing i do before i start it is i actually get my hand i knock the gear stick yeah wiggle it yeah just to make sure it's not in gear and that's a habit come out of people parking vehicles in gear yeah but Um, it's something you should check anyway it is something you should check anyway yes uh i put myself to blame for that because he didn't know and he's some from experience of a vehicle that they always put the handbrake on rather and yeah he's 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 well the handbrakes work (laughs) so he wouldn't even think that the vehicle's not this in gear because it's not his in his experience it isn't in gear so you have to assume everybody's an idiot and at that point i was very positive whenever i start a vehicle or anything like that i always stand clear of anyone's near around a vehicle they say oh just just um just start it for a second and say, are you clear? And I'll, I'll get them to say, yes, I'm clear before I do anything. Yeah. Well, just imagine if that jumped, if that jumped back and you were by a wall. Well, we were between the wall and the vehicle, so we could have all been crushed. There's about three of us by it, Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, you'd, have been, you'd have been like your boar in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that potentially could have killed all three of us. Yeah. So... But it's actually amazing if you actually look for your life, how many near misses you, you, you've had mm-hmm. all through just a little bit of silliness. Yeah, yep. Just a little bit of like not thinking about something, not planning something and so forth. It's scary, really. Joys of routine and comfort. <laughs> uh, uh, complacency kills. Yep. Is one of the things that's rammed into you. Complacency is what gets you killed. And it is, and it's probably, I would say... As a root cause of being a pill getting killed, it's probably the biggest one. Yep. It's one little, a little variable gets changed that you don't think about, and that's what gets you. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. By the way, so, that's a good way to deal with people as well. Just imagine there are too many variables, and don't assume that everyone's going to agree with everything you have to say. Yes. I thought you were going to say, just imagine all the variables and just think, which one can you nudge to get him killed? <laughs> that's what I thought you were going well, with No, I mean, because <laughs> that's one thing I say to people. Like, if, if you've got an island with 50 people and you want them all to agree on, say, these 10 things, like, they can't come onto the island unless they all agree on these 10 things. That's great until you add in, like, so, oh, now it's peace in this little community. Then you add on the 11th variable. Then the whole yep. group falls apart. Yeah. all it takes. Yeah. All it fucking takes. Yep. In fighting and... Yep. Just what, It just takes it's... one extra thing that people... Because what is reasonable to you may be unreasonable to me. And that's why people fight all the time. You can't agree yep. on everything. Which is why... Don't ever categorize, try to categorize people based on stupid things. Yeah. Just don't do it. And, and, the, same, and the same time, it's... It's a case of... So, and usually the things people disagree about on are the most stupidest. They can be, minor, yeah. ridiculous things. Uh, like, I know, oh, we're, we're producing some brochures. What colour should the front cover be? I think it should be red. I think it should be blue. It's going to be so stupid like that. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't take a lot. It just takes that no. one extra variable. Yeah. You think you're all on the same page until you're not. <laughs> yeah. And that's when shit goes south fast. Yep. Yeah, it amazes me. We're, and it's it's rampant in... And that's 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 when you realise that flat leadership structures don't work. Mm-hmm. 
whenever any organization oh we'll have all be equal off a flat leash that doesn't work no when it's if it's like a, if it's a, if it's chill free you're fine when you get more than like sort of six seven people it basically becomes unrunnable at that stage it gets messy you, fast you yeah at that point you need somebody who's in charge yep or has the final say and that you all and you have and you have to agree that you will agree with whatever they say. Yep. If, or, or that you accept what they say is quite a bad thing to say. Where if you if you agree to agree, but you accept it, and that's yep. what you have to do. And so many organisations, businesses, committees, clubs fail that hurdle. So, but to, to assume that everyone will agree by default based on some yes, silly arbitrary yes. thing is also another thing that people need to avoid like the plague yeah well it's all the time because they ain't going to no 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 because if everybody agree there's no point having a committee for example yeah because what's the point if everybody's going to agree you might as well just have I, just, I, positions. I dislike it when people say, well, as a member of XYZ community, it's like, don't talk shit. No community agrees on absolutely everything. You are not no. the voice of, the, of a whole group. No. Get in the bin. You can't do it. No. You just can't do it. No. Go back, do a survey of your community, and tell me what percentage of the community agrees with you. Then we'll talk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll talk. Who gave you this role? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when they have representatives and stuff, it's 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 a double-edged sword. You need someone there to represent people. At the same time, you need somebody who you actually think represents the whole community's general opinions yes but then as soon as uh, an offer's put on the table that's another place where things can go wrong <laughs> yeah as soon as as soon as something changes or something new comes in a discussion's fine they've already planned for that but then what happens when you get to the end who makes the agreement you the, the, you give you give the representative it they go back and they're like what the fuck are you doing man that's not the, i didn't want that so well that's all they've yeah. offered yeah but i didn't want that tough yeah Good times. Well, that's all. That's all. These you know strikes and stuff happens. They they'll go to talks. They'll come back with a with a proposed idea. And they vote on it. Yep. And several times it doesn't work. They come. So the reps came up with what they thought was a good compromise, or they came up with compromise they knew it's not. I spent a lot of time. They know it's not going to be. It's not going to get voted through. They come up with something that doesn't get accepted. Mm-hmm. So that's why things take so long to get done. <laughs> Yes, every involving committees or stuff takes time because they everybody has their opinion on it, and the it's the hardest thing in the world because you want to both you want to make sure people get heard and get their opinion put across, but at the same time you can't ask every single person to get their opinion across because you will never get anything done. Sure, it's such a and whatever you do. Nothing will make anything happy. No one will ever be You happy. can't please everyone. Yeah. You can't. You just can't. I know it's, quote, I know it's a quote from the game, but I, I, but I do like it. It's from Deus Ex. It says, if you want to make enemies, try to change something. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. And it is so spot on. Yep. So, so spot on. Don't fuck with the people's comfort. Yeah. No dramas that I've... I've had to, I've dealt with at work from having a simple idea 
suggesting it, and most people go, yeah, it's fine, to, and then you get one group who are like, that's a terrible idea, and it goes into full-on civil war. It is incredible. It's like, this is something so pathetically simple. But the trouble is, you're so cash too, because you feel it'd be a lot better idea, and you want to say to them, come on, this is stupid that we're arguing over this, but then I'm arguing over it as well. Yeah, well th- but that's the thing, though, because, again, something that you value at here someone else might value yeah and so you're like yeah. oh this is this is minor this is trivial but to them that could be the be all end all yeah you know um, yeah. it's like when you talk about features in technology something that someone might think is mind-blowing you're going like eh, not that big of a deal yeah. but yeah because again you can't please everyone you just can't yeah. you cannot there are two many variables and our little stats meters are all set differently we might all look the same like if you cloned me ten times, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't even I wouldn't agree with myself because they're all unique individual personalities at the end of the day. Yeah. They will all assign different variables. But <laughs> Yeah. You could go out there and tomorrow and you give every, you could get a group of people and you could give all of them you if you got a million people and you gave all of them a thousand pounds some of them would just would, would have would have strong opinions why you shouldn't give shouldn't give a thousand pounds, or they would think those people there shouldn't get the money, should get less money than us, and we should get more of it. And oh yeah, that would just yeah. cause chaos. Right? It's just 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 uh, as much as we whinge about government and so forth, they are really where if you're government, you are basically joining society when nothing will change. You can't do anything about it. It's messy. Everybody will hate you. Whatever decision you make, everybody, someone's going a group largely are going to hate you. Humans are messy. Yes. No two ways about it. <laughs> we all no, like to think we're to... civilised, but... Ooh. Yeah. Should I go on some happier stuff? Because it's half past 11. I think you need to be done by quarter, don't you? Yes, mate. Let's go. What have you been playing, man? <laughs> um, I have been playing a game, a little puzzle game, strategy game. Well, I'd say puzzle game called Morphblade. And when I say little, it's five megs. In this day and age? I was shocked when I went to download it. It says, this will require 11 megabytes. You have available, like, 459 gigabytes. I think mean, that'll fit. I don't know, mate. It's pushing <laughs> yeah. it. And, of course, Steam always lies when you first install. Steam says, this game will require this many megabytes. It never requires as many as it says it So what you're saying is it's actually probably a couple K on your drive. <laughs> probably. probably. But it's a really simplistic little... It had, it had, like, sort of good reviews and stuff. I thought, oh, okay, so I'll give this game. It's all simple. Really simple little sort of strategy slash puzzle game. And you basically, you get given a hex grid. And these grids are made up of tiles. There's about 30, 40 tiles. And these tiles will have one of six different items on them. Like, sort of, and these can be weapons. So you have like a, a hammer weapon that will smash anything that's around if you if you if you're on the hammer tile you will smash whatever's next to you um you have like blades blades will when you move they don't they won't attack anything directly in front of the direction you whichever hex you move into they won't attack what's in front of you but they'll attack to both sides there is a arrow which will fire can be you can move two hexes in a turn straight line and will take out anything in the way there is a um port and acid Tile, the acid tile will dissolve armor of any enemies. If the enemy moves through it, their armor gets dissolved by the acid tile. There is a health tile, 
which restores your health. And what have I got? I've got hammer, arrow, uh, sword, glasses, health. There's Oh, there's a teleport tile. If you're on that tile, you can then move to any other tile. But here's the thing. You, what your like character has the weapon of whatever tile they're standing on. So when you move tiles, you change weapon. Oh. So you can't just go, oh, I'll move to... So when you move to the health tile, you don't have the weapon anymore. And if there's an enemy who's... So how basically it's a, it's a turn-based game. So you start off, it's just, there's just two tiles on, on all covered. You're on one, there's an enemy on the other. And, you're, and it always starts with you on a hammer tile and the enemy's on another type of tile. And you can like, click on the enemy, and you're, in your turn, you click on the enemy, you'll just run at your, your little character or curse, whatever it is, just smashes forward, kills the enemy, and then just resets to its tile. And then you can move. Now, as long as you keep moving on already uncovered tiles, no more enemies spawn. You can keep moving as much as they won't spawn. However, every time you kill an enemy, and you kill a wave of enemies, because they're in waves, Another a number of other tiles will be like sort of like grayed out. They'll appear on the grid, and you can move to. You can basically pick which tile to go onto, and when you do that tile, then gets uncovered, becomes part of your grid. But that that starts the next wave. So you can do things like you once you've got like a biggish grid uncovered, you can okay, I'm a bit hurt. I'll go to the health tile we thing before I uncover a new tile, and so forth. And you you can't uncover any tile you want. You are limited. This. If say say they'll you always get like sort of like four to six options of which tiles to uncover, but you might be surrounded by like twenty tiles possible, but only four or four to six will be allowed that you can try you can go to. And what tile type they'll be is randomized. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get a blank tile, which you can when you go you can pick what tile type it's gonna be. And these randomized tiles are when they're if you say there's like you have an option of three gray tiles and you pick one, the next time those remain two gray tiles come up, there'll be something different. They change if you until you've like locked it in, they don't they change every every wave. So as you're on the grid, as in each wave you'll get your staff will be just like sort of basic enemies you can just sort of smash. You'll get enemies who have got like armor who you have to like uh, you can't. You can either you can defeat them by knocking them off the grid. So if you're like if they if there's no tile for them to go into, you'll knock them off the grid. And they're gone. Or you get them to go over something that's got acid and that will dissolve the arm, and then you can attack them as normal. Um, you've got enemies that are fast. You can move like two spaces at once. You've got enemies who are got like a laser which can fire in a straight line down any hex path. Mm. So and they can it's got infinite range. So you don't want to be on path of that. So when you've got an enemy on the on when you've got enemy counters on the board, every time you move, all the counters get to move one space. And there's all all, all have this some canister can move double. But they get to move. So you move, they move, you move, they move. And uh, so back to my example, if you end up on a health tile, if there's an enemy like right next to the health tile, you're kind of stuck because if you move off the health tile you're going to get hit regardless because you're going to be adjacent to the enemy unless you can go backwards from it. They're going to be following you. Um, and the health tile's got no attack, so you have to move off. So that makes it a bit interesting. You have to be a little bit sort of planning where you're going to go. Now, every time you kill an enemy with a tile, so because each tile changes your weapon, 
if you then use that weapon, what tile you want to kill an enemy, as it were, that tile basically gets like a upgrade point, which is shown by a little quadrant, uh, six of the tile quadrant getting lit up. Once you've done six enemies with that tile, you can upgrade the tile. So you have your basic type of tile, hammer, teleport, or whatever. You can then add an extra feature, up to six extra features to it, which will, and they, they are one of the other types. So, for example, a health tile, if you add, as an upgrade, another health point, you basically that will give you a shield now when you stand on it, and you can go off elsewhere. You can add a, a tile that does, like... Um, a tile that's like the hammer tile. If you add the the slashy one that that that, just, that attacks tiles next to each other, that means if you kill enemies from this tile, you also kill enemies adjacent to you as well. So you've got this little simple upgrade mechanic: the tiles, and that you can upgrade all your tiles. Basically, give them more feats; they get more powerful, and you can upgrade them again. Every six enemies are kills, they get more of it. So you can, if you're very consistent, you can get a tile fairly high upgraded but because you can only do it when you're on that tile and attacking from that tile you have to try and lure enemies towards it sure okay and it's yeah it's a really simple concept but really neat and it's so simple and it's, it's, it's additively fun it's like it's, it's very much like, oh, i'll just do another round yeah see that sometimes no. this is the best way though isn't it there's there, there's, there, are, there are barely any mechanics for you to have to worry about no so you just kind of sit there enough. yeah you're, it's, it's, it just, it's just enough there to scratch that itch. Enough to make yeah. you go, well, it's really simple. You're not really paying attention to time. There's not really a lot to give you much of a... a, a you know, like when you play a bigger game, you're going, oh, look, here, the, the scenario's changing, the scenery's yeah. changing, this is changing, that's changing, new characters, cutscenes, music, blah, blah, blah. In this kind of case, it sounds so simple, mm. you wouldn't even notice time just fly by. Exactly. But you'll get things like, oh, uh, it's, it's a bit like... Yes, that the rules are very simple, but there's a really deep strategy involved in this. And this is the same. The so rules are the rules of the game are really sim are simple, but you have situations like, right, I need to make sure I go to this tile first because if I don't go to this tile first, these enemies will move here, and so and I'll, and they'll and I'll, they'll catch me up, and I'll need to make sure I kill them, and so forth. You have to like you do have to plan what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you've got no acid unlocked on the map and you've got an enemy who's got armor you've got to lure that enemy to the edge of the board so you can push them off the but push them off the board otherwise you are not getting rid of them mm -hmm. then they'll just be fine they'll have to race so you have to plan your your moves and because it's a there is they have got as enemies have got a simplistic ai generally they'll try and move towards you but there's two of you they'll try and flank you the enemy of the laser will try and keep its distance from you Ah, okay. So, so there's a, there's a soft AI to it, like a, like yeah. a, a pattern based AI, kind of like what they used to do with Pac-Man. Yeah, it's probably even simplistic than Pac-Man. It's probably a very set of simple rules. You know, if enemy here, pick a tile that gets them in line of sight, but is as far away as possible. Mm -hmm. Choice two, pick the first one. Well, the, uh, that's how Pac-Man used to work. So each ghost yeah. would have a specific rule that it would follow yeah. and if you knew what that rule was you could manipulate the ghost into moving in a specific way yeah to the point where actually there's a there's a, there's a dead spot on patman where if you go yes. to the ghost will never attack you it's like yeah. bottom right hand corner i think somewhere in the bottom right corner yeah 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 yeah, it's just a, it's a blindness in the AI yeah because because um, uh, realistically like what so for example like say one of the ghosts will turn and run if you charge at it 
Yeah. So if you charge at it and there's a there's a way for it to move out of the way, it will move out of the way. It's just a, a, a simple thing in it. Otherwise, if you're running, it will just chase you and catch you. But if you run at it, it will move out of the way if it can. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, AI, so the AI is fairly predictable. Um, that's the glossy rules. What you don't control, though, you, so you don't control, you have no idea what the AI, so the AI can spawn any only tile. They seem to always spawn at the edges of the map rather than in the centre. I can't quite have seen them spawn in the centre, but I don't want to go on paper and say they don't, but they always seem to spawn on the edge tiles. But before, what happens is they'll spawn and you'll get a little icon showing them there, and they're not actually spawned this turn, so we're going to spawn next turn. So you get a little, you get one little move warning of where they're going to be. One thing you can do, which is kind of neat, if you, if you see an enemy's going to spawn and you go onto that tile... They won't spawn whilst you're on that tile. They can't until you move off it. Huh. So if you've got two enemies nearby and they're going to spawn like right next to you, you can go, well, I'll move onto that tile. The other one will spawn. I can take him out and then I can move away and deal with the other one. You can block them. Yeah. Yes. And later on, as more and more ways happen, you'll be dealing with... This you're just dealing with an enemy on the board. Then very soon you'll get two enemies at once. And you'll start getting like waves of two enemies at once. So once you kill those two, another two will spawn and so forth. Later on, you start getting three enemies at once, and that gets very tricky. Because what enemies spawn is also obviously randomized. If you get like, I mean, I had one where I had two laser enemies, and that was like, okay, this is really awkward because they're smart enough that they won't block each other, like their line of sight. So they will try and actually like cross off two lanes that's actually very difficult they can they can control a lot of the board very quickly mm-hmm. and you only have two hit points you have two hit points but if you go on a health tile you get all your hit points back but if you've got two enemies next to you you're, you're gone because they go get attack each sure so you're gone so it is there was something oh there's another enemy type which i really had to spies it's an enemy type who's explosive Ah. And if you <laughs> if you destroy it, you won't get hurt, but whatever tile that enemy was on when you kill it, it's destroyed, including all its upgrades. Ah. And the tile, you can immediately go back onto that tile and unlock it again, but you've lost all the upgrades. But, but if you get into the edge of the board and knock them off the board, you're fine. Hmm. So you want to try and get into the edge of a board edge, you can knock them off so you won't have to worry about having to deal a situation of oh shit they are gonna destroy one of my tiles uh to think of all your nice um high level tiles it's quite frustrating it's very annoying when it happens uh most i've managed i've only managed to get up to wave 20 uh which i'd say feels about i feel it's about 30, i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm, i'm not actually counted but i'm gonna guess it's about 30 tiles so it's probably about 30 waves I don't know if the game actually ends when you get all the tiles and all, so I'm assuming it does. Um, or if it just was that point, it just keeps going until you die. Um, but I'm sort of like, I can't, I've not, I've, I'm getting to wave 20 now fairly consistently. Occasionally I'll do something stupid and die in wave 6. Sure. Um, but I'm going to finish it. The game has no real instructions. There are structures that will sort of tell you roughly. They, they don't really explain really clearly what it does. Um, and there are some tips. The tips are basically all just there for comedy effects. But you're... So all the rules I sort of worked out myself. 
But that's fine because the rules are simple. You work them out fairly quickly. Sure. But yeah, I have to say it's a really neat game, and it's a real shame because I had looked, and it's not on like it's not an iOS store. It's only on, from what I can tell, it's only on Steam. Which is because this would be an ideal mobile game. It'd be mm-hmm. absolutely ideal for it. But it's not on there, which is weird. But no, it's it's a really neat little game. I think it's, I think it's dirt cheap on Steam. Let me have a look it up quickly on Steam. I think it's dirt cheap. And it's tight. It'd, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be an ideal switch, um, Steam Deck game. Because you don't... You could, it's a game you could literally pick up and play for, um, like, you know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's three ninety nine. That's that's not bad. That's that's fine. That's that's more than fine. Um, nice, simple. It's it's nice. It's nice, simple interface. It looks nice and clear. Um, you can tell at a glance what's going on. Yeah, it's really neat little neat little game. Um, I said it's an ideal game to just have in your pocket and then just pull out and just play for like ten minutes and so forth. Um, Really, really neat. And you own it, apparently. Oh, do I? Yeah, one friend already owns this game. There's your little icon there, so you own it. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the start of But, yeah, it's really neat. I'm with, um, but, yes, I do. I um, Yeah, I can't. I, I, I really recommend it. It's, it's, it's a great little fun pick-up-and-play game. Cool. Cool. Anything from you, Scares? Um, so just quickly, because I've, I've got to bail in like literally five minutes. But... <laughs> yes. Um, so previous podcasts, I mentioned um, River City Girls and the Kunio-kun franchise. Mm-hmm. And just recently, over the last couple of days, I decided I would take a dip into the Double Dragon series, which is also part of Kunio-kun. That's made by the same team, uh, which is one of the earliest side-scrolling beat-em-up games. And so I fired up Double Dragon Trilogy on Steam. It's a package of three Double Dragon arcade games. Double Dragon 1, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, Double Dragon 3, The Rosetta Stone, or whatever it's called. Um, And you play as Billy and Jimmy Lee, and you just walk and kick the shit out of people. Most people would know the Double Dragon series from the NES games, um, which I've played, but I've never been any good at them because the controls are feckin' terrible. Um, I think the controls are terrible because you've got, you know, um, punch, kick, and jump is both buttons together. (laughs) And you need... There are some levels where you really need to jump. Um... The the arcade game isn't so bad because you have you have multiple multiple buttons, but it's from the early days of arcades where things don't always seem to come out as you would expect them to. Okay, so you know, jump and kick you would expect to be your fly kick, but sometimes it'll trigger a special. Sometimes you think you're punching an enemy that they're in range, but all of a sudden they'll be slightly out of line because it's an eight-way movement system. They'll be slightly out of line. Your punches will completely miss, or they'll develop an iframe out of nowhere, and they will hit you, and you will lose health. Um, It has an arcade and a story mode. You don't have a way to coin up, though. 
which is 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 weird for an arcade package. Or at least I haven't found a way to arc like to coin up because it doesn't tell you how. There's no instructions or anything. It just says, Do you want to start a game? Yeah. Do you want to pick a game? Which one? Play the game? Go. <laughs> um Nice. So it doesn't tell you what any of the buttons are or what any of the buttons do. There's probably like a, a tip on a loading screen that like flashes up briefly. Um, but it's, it's, they are fun, but you can tell they're early. They're early in the, in the, in the days of, of this kind of game. Games that were like, you know, uh, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, they lack polish, as I say. You can get your ass beat in no time flat, and because you can't coin up, and they are, in a way, arcade cheap, in a way to make you put more money in them, it only takes, like, one guy to beat the ever-loving soldery out of you, and you lose all of your lives and all your continues, and you're like, what the fuck happened? But once you learn how the AI works, you can cheese it quite easily. Um, as a package, you can buy them pretty cheap on Steam. So a couple bucks. You can play them uh, desktop mode. Uh, so like two people on one machine. Uh, so two people on a keyboard. Uh, or I haven't been able to get the two people on a control pad to work. Um, or you can play over the internet. Now we played the, the uh, online through the Steam kind of local play thing. And that worked all right. Uh, but, oh my god. <laughs> when those games desync, they desync hard. Uh, netcode is not great. And as I say, when games are, are that cheap, you can get stun locked in no time flat. You can lose all your continues. There's only five levels-ish per game as well. <laughs> um, you, you could... You could be, oh yeah, mate. Look, I've got all my health, and then you can go from three lives to nothing in one guy. Um, if you're playing with multiplayer as well, you have to wait for the other player to catch up. So you could just find yourself trapped on on some moving object, like I don't know, a, a, a combine harvester on one of the levels. All right. If the other player doesn't don't stand behind it, yeah. If other players don't move fast enough, you get hit by it and you die. Oh, so because it, it will move, like say you know one, two, three, four, five, it moves and it comes back. One, two, three, four, five. If you move ahead and the other player doesn't keep up, you hit the edge of the screen and then you get hit. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it like the um, the screen? The screen sort of like locks off and yes, it's, it's, it, you are yeah. locked as far as the furthest away player. So if one player is on the left side of the screen and you're on the right side of the screen, the person on the right side of the screen can't go any further forwards. The the the, yeah. the 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 width of the screen is the width of the screen. It doesn't grow or shrink based on how close or how far away the players are. So it can get really tight. And there are actually borders on the side of the screen that you can't cross. <laughs> so there's like an actual... So you think you've got maybe a, a little bit, like another a sprite's worth of screen there. You can't touch it on either side. So you can find yourself being caught in a corner you didn't realize was there. Um, because they are so short, though, they are very quick. Um, but they, they are—they can be quite fun, albeit frustrating. Um, it's amazing to see how far we've come in that genre. Um, I think, honestly, the console versions are better because they're not quarter-munchery. You know, they're, they're not designed to be as cheap. Um... 
But if it was between Double Dragon, which is just a straight up side scrolling fighter, and Kunio Kun, which is a side scrolling fighting game and an RPG, I'd say go with Kunio Kun. It's a better series, albeit less popular for some reason than Double Dragon. Um, probably the name. Probably. Well, in fairness, it was uh, River City. You want to play Kunyakin or Dragon Double Dragon? No, it was um, it was River City Ransom in the states or Renegade, but still, yeah. Double Dragon sounds cooler, I guess, with better graphics and you know, a lot of people would judge a game on a box. But um, that's what I've been playing. I not I've not done a very good job of them. The package is okay. You know, obviously it's an arcade board, an arcade board wrapped in an emulator. The interface is fucking, frankly, it's terrible, but it's sufficient. Um, yeah. There aren't many special options in it. It's just start game, multiplayer, leaderboards, um, and you can change the music from like an 8-bit original to like a, a remixed version or whatever, but I don't, frankly, I don't care. <laughs> For a couple bucks, it's worth it to, to play some, uh, you know, historic side-scrolling fighting games, which, frankly, you need to play because they've got Double Dragon 4 on Steam and Double Dragon Neon, which I plan to go through next. But that's me. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic right then I'll quickly wrap this up so you can get going so, <laughs> sorry mate <laughs> now you're, now you're right, I'm just conscious of you but I'm just talking about you because I'm worried about your timing bless you um, thank you very much for joining everybody um, you can join us um, for our games night which is on Wednesday this week which is the 1st of March um, we oh it will, is yes uh, this will be roughly half past eight you can join me on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Ram. And twitch.tv forward slash Skazius, S-K-4-Z-Z-I-0-U-S. By the way, I'm trying to convince David to get back into live streaming. <laughs> Just yeah. working, for, working to find out a way that I can beat him over the head and guilt him into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be grand. Um, you can join us on our next podcast. Our podcast is on the 11th of March, the 11th of March. Good news, Skaz. Another couple of podcasts go and the hour goes on, so it'll be a bit lighter in the evenings. <laughs> we love that time of year. Uh, so until then, thank you for watching. I'm the Suffolk Ram. Skazius. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>